0: The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's time for another edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard, and our inspiration, our host, is Reverend Percy McRae, who is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Once in a while, you and I just like to talk for a few minutes, and we're going to do that here today.
1: We are. We're going to just kind of kick around some concepts and... Um Hopefully, there'll be some meaty things that will come out that'll be helpful for individuals.
0: We're going to talk about how God works through doctors. Yeah. And you have a lot of friends
1: and co-workers who are doctors. What kind of relationship do you have with them? First and foremost, I want to say right off the top, I have wonderful relationships with physicians. And I think in many cases, not all cases, sometimes from the faith community perspective, uh, physicians and doctors are somewhat misunderstood. And and doctors sometimes can be hard to read because they have a very clinical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dynamic that they work from. But underneath that exterior, in many cases, uh, there are strong, uh, wonderful people of faith uh, with great humanity. And, and virtually every doctor that I've ever met and that I have a relationship with are people who are very much, entrenched in the idea of wanting to help people mm-hmm. and make a difference in the lives of individuals. So again, at the end of the day, there are people just like anyone else. Sometimes they're hard to read, <laughs> uh, but I will certainly say some of my most deep abiding relationships that I have are with physicians and clinicians.
0: Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Whenever I encounter a doctor, I'm always impressed by thinking to myself how much he's invested himself into understanding what he knows.
1: That's correct. And, and, and on top of that, uh, a, a a honest physician will tell you that that is true but that 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 is ongoing, that there is... Because medicine and science... Oh, it's constantly
0: is, changing. It's constantly yeah.
1: changing. It's constantly evolving. And they are uh, life learners. And so if you ever run into a physician that tells you he knows everything about medicine and science, <laughs> there may be something for you to consider there.
0: But <laughs> well, that's a great point, because uh, how do they keep up with all the, the changes and, and discoveries that are made? And they're all to our benefit, too, because medical science is always you know advancing.
1: Absolutely. You you know, with respect specifically to the oncology community and conversation, you know, there are things that are being discussed uh, and applied now that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, was not part of the conversation uh, by and large in terms of application and approach to treatment of cancer so they have to be intellectually curious uh, and and want to continue to learn and grow and I think that that's a big part of why most people go into the field of of, of practice of medicine and it's the reason why it is called the practice mm. of medicine because mm-hmm. it's never quite perfected
0: yeah well we're going to talk about that today God working through doctors and if I haven't said it lately thank you for subscribing listening to this podcast thank you we're so grateful and we're grateful when you tell others about what you have found to be helpful here on the podcast Health Hope and Inspiration. It uh, we take inspiration from our listeners actually.
1: We I'm inspired specifically by our listeners and their feedback as we continue to uh, as I've recently uh, read uh, some feedback. I was told Reverend McRae, you just keep hitting the nail right on the head. <laughs> well, you know, that does help my ego a little bit, yeah, but, it, but, we but know at, it's the Lord working through you. But at the end of the day, it helps me to feel that we are we are very targeted and we're speaking specifically to this audience in ways that's benefiting them.
0: We have a resource we want to put in our listeners' hands. We do this each week, and this one is called How God Works Through Doctors. It goes hand-in-hand with what our conversation is all about here today.
1: Yeah, it does, and and it'll help kind of um, delineate some dynamics and I think uh, destigmatize and take the mystery out of um, the, re- I think, the very natural relationship between medicine and science and religion and spirituality and faith.
0: Yes, it's available right now at health, hope, and Take it, use it, share it with others if you like. Download this free resource, How God Works Through Doctors, at health, hope, and Well, with hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. It's toll-free, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, we always try to uh, tie in some Scripture with our conversations. Uh, Have you been searching the Scriptures for something to go along with us today?
1: I think that uh, the foundational Scripture and spiritual nugget that will really help uh, set this conversation up is found, uh, well, will be found in Proverbs 11 and verse 14 that basically says this, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And the school of thought that we want to extrapolate uh, from this particular scripture is the idea of uh, allowing the best uh, of, of all disciplines and intelligence that we understand and we know to come together and to be amalgamated in a way that we can benefit from various different points of entry uh, to attack an issue or a scenario, uh, of course, with our faith, our spirituality, with medicine and science and, in, and the intellect of our day and understand ultimately at the end of the day, every good and perfect gift the Bible says, hmm. comes from above, yes. from God. And so when we when we put it into that context, this scripture helps to give us a funnel and a framework to hold this discussion about.
0: When you quote that line from Proverbs, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety, I think of doctors because always a, there's a, a collaborative effort among doctors, isn't there?
1: There is, you know, good, effective physicians uh, are, are always collaborating with others, uh, they they ask for other points of view. I know one of the things that uh, is a huge uh, exercise at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America as an example, is that the 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 team of clinicians, uh, the physicians, the doctors, uh, all of the um, the integrative support service, uh, individuals, they all meet to talk about the well-being and the overall picture and strategy. It's a team effort. That's exactly right. Of of what's going on with the patient and how can we approach this treatment of this in a way that will allow us to be as uh, beneficial as possible. So, yeah, I don't think that there's any uh, physician who will be honest to say that he's a solo act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's relying upon, yeah, or she is relying she, upon, right, yeah. yeah, with others that also bring other good uh, schools of thought to the table that allow them uh, to do the things that they're there to do.
0: And let's mention the point, uh, just a starting point here that God gifted us with doctors
1: Absolutely. I think that we need again, going back to the original reference, every good and perfect gift Uh, doctors represent a school of thought of science and medicine and intellect. But when we when we separate that into just the discipline of medicine science. There is nothing random about medicine and science, and there's nothing random about God either. God is an intelligent being that has an intelligent structure uh, of what he does. I I think about uh, the first, what, six, uh, seven verses of Scripture in the book of Genesis, the first chapter. When you really take your time and read through that, there's a very deliberate a construction effort by God from an engineering perspective of the moon and the stars and the, the animal kingdom, the plant life that he put in order to function and work one from another. There, There isn't anything random. And so medicine science is a very structured school of thought. But that came from a very structured intellectual being. And that, of course, would be God. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Can we uh, think for just a few moments about uh, doctors being mentioned in Scripture? Uh, My friend Michael Carter has written a book on the Gospel of Luke called The Gospel of Amazement. Mm. Uh, And, of course, we know that Luke uh, was a physician. Yes. And Michael points out in his study of Luke that there are 700 words used by Luke that don't appear elsewhere in the New Testament, which shows you the education and the vocabulary of a doctor.
1: Absolutely. And I think that when we read the Word of God, and I I like to frame it this way, uh, on the original management team of Jesus, Inc., Uh, One of those members on that team was a physician, Dr. Luke, a trained doctor. And the word of God is very clear. We're not confused that he was a construction worker or, (laughs) you know, he he worked down in the mill. He was a physician, a doctor, a trained doctor in the art and science of medicine. And so there's a reason why I believe Jesus had a member on his team that was a physician. And we need not to discard that school of thought. And recognize that if Jesus had him on his team he was there for a reason
0: yeah and Paul later says only Luke remains with me absolutely you have to think that it was uh, he was ministering to Paul's physical needs
1: well and one of the scriptures that I think helps to enumerate this point is Matthew the ninth chapter verse twelve that basically says on hearing this Jesus said it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick." He's setting uh, the school of thought and he's giving us an analogy about sick people having the need of doctors to make a bigger point. But in doing so he affirms the obvious. Doctors help sick people. Doctors are not a bad thing and they are not contrary to God's plan. There are several verses of scripture that talk about individuals who who spent their money to go see a physician to be treated, etc. So that's part of the day of Jesus, that's part of the context of his conversation. And again, we now as we've just stated, he now has a member on his uh, on the t- on the disciple team who is who represents that mm-hmm. vocation.
0: So Jesus here is affirming that Sometimes doctors are necessary.
1: Absolutely, and I think that we need to be very, very clear. I know that there are still maybe some who struggle with the idea of the balance of, again, the practice of medicine or the vocation of medicine and science, and then the application of spirituality and faith and religion. But I believe that two things can be true at the same time yeah. and that they can mutually benefit and work with one another.
0: By the way, Luke was a doctor before and after, so he didn't need to change his profession how, to follow Christ.
1: How ironic that he didn't change his job just because he changed his religious if anything, it that's his, exactly his right. It probably enhanced it even further in ways that allowed him to be a better physician, to be perfectly honest with you. But he did not give up his calling or his background or his vocation.
0: And I know you are acquainted with many doctors who understand that the wisdom they have uh, comes from the Lord. They they know the source of that.
1: Well, I believe, uh, and, and it has been my experience, you know, I, I certainly have not met every uh, practicing doctor in the world. That would be a ludicrous statement to make. But the majority of physicians that I know and who I have met and who I have spent quality time with, uh, I've had dinner. I've been in social functions and engagements with many. I've married, you know, I've, I've provided, uh, you know, marital counsel and uh, marriage ceremonies for physicians. You've pastored doctors. Yeah, we've sat down and we've had great intellectual conversations around the role and impact of spirituality and faith and how it has enhanced. And it allows them to be better physicians but not compromise being a physician. And so there is no contradiction here. I think the contradiction is around the struggle of power and control. Who's in control? Who's in power? But the power, the source of power comes from above that works through the hands and the, and the intellect of that individual in the practice of medicine and science and utilizing good practices of medicine and science.
0: At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But have you encountered doctors who, with permission, pray for a patient?
1: Many, many. I mean, without question. Uh, I have a, a fond memory of a particular physician. I believe uh, their first week at at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, I was still doing bedside chaplaincy at the time, and they were assigned to this particular patient. And I was in the midst of actually providing pastoral care and support to a patient, and I was praying for them. And I felt a hand rested that on my shoulder, and when I opened my eyes uh, and finished that prayer, it was that attending physician of that patient who had actually come alongside very quietly mm. and rested her hand upon my. So shoulder. she was
0: agreeing with you, in and prayer. she was in yeah. pr- and
1: she was praying along with us. Yeah. And I, it was it was an amazing moment because she didn't interrupt, she didn't leave or dismiss herself. She actually became part of that exercise. And lo and behold, later on, I found out that spirituality was a was a very important component yeah. to her personally and to her practice of medicine. In other
0: words, she didn't pull rank on you. No, huh? not at all. And
1: <laughs> and it goes back to the other point of again, I think in some cases, not all, there's an issue of a power struggle. Who's 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 at the helm of the ship? Okay, if if I'm the if I'm the doctor, then the last word rests with me. And sometimes there can be this conflict of thought that uh, if we're including God or we're including spirituality, then I'm not really in charge of this process. And I think the same thing conversely can happen with faith leaders that, you know, at the end of the day, we have the last word, we have the last say-so. And in some cases, that can be somewhat of of an arrogant spirit that that is not beneficial for the patient at the end of the day. We can have both of those disciplines mutually working together and I think be of value and benefit to the patient.
0: Well, the character quality of humility enhances advances as anyone's <laughs> life, and especially when it comes to someone who knows as much as doctors do, but they have a sense of humility Absolutely. about it. They understand it comes from the Lord. Well,
1: they're they're extremely, obviously, intelligent individuals who are well-studied. To your earlier point, they have invested many years of study and discipline uh, of their craft, uh, as as we well know, and as they should, and, and are continually life learners. But certainly at the end of the day, uh, the physicians that I have come to be very fond of are people who understand that that they have a brilliance from an intellectual perspective, but also have a humility of understanding that at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily in charge of this process. The last word rests with the with the supreme being.
0: I want to take you back to the book of Proverbs in just a moment. I know you've got another passage to share there, but let me mention that if you listening uh, or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. You can visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E. -HOPE, Cancer Treatment Centers of America use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, Personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at health, hope, and Go to that same website to download our free resource today, How God Works Through Doctors. You've put this together, Percy, and I think it'll be very helpful to our listeners.
1: Again, I think it'll take the mystery out of, uh, of any perceived struggle between one versus the other, that it's an either-or proposition. And the fact of the matter is, it is an inclusive proposition of both working together. And this document is designed to help speak to that, to give confidence to the faith community specifically, not to run from their doctors or run for medicine and science, and that they can have a confidence in their physician, this uh, document will help to kind of take some of that mystery out of, am I out of the will of God if I'm if I'm not absolutely trusting in, in the prayers of my pastor while I'm still seeing my physician? We don't want that conflict of spirit of individuals. You need to have confidence uh, in the medical process, and this uh, document will help kind of uh, take some of that stigma out of that school of thought.
0: Let me take you back to something we mentioned a few moments ago. We were talking about doctors uh, being collaborative with other doctors and so on. But there really is another partnership,
1: and that's the partnership between the doctor and the patient. Well, that's the that's the probably the most important partnership. Uh, I, I think the most impactful physicians are those who have a bedside manner and an understanding and an insight that ultimately I need to have the buy-in of the patient that I am treating and that they feel that they're part of this process and have ownership in this experience. Because ultimately at the end of the day, and I'm sure you may know individuals, that they may have walked away from an engagement with their physician, but they didn't really buy into the process Mm -hmm. and therefore didn't really participate in the things that needed to happen. Well, my doc said, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Well, again, that's not beneficial to the patient. They need to feel invested. And and there's a way to do that when the physician allows partnership between the two. And then people very much feel engaged in owning uh, that process and following through with the things that they need to do. So when you're in partnership with your doctor, that means you can ask questions. You can ask questions. I would even suggest, and take it even a step further, that you can even uh, challenge your physician. If a physician is truly there on the best interest of the patient, and and I say that respectfully, Thankfully, there may be some things that may be suggested to you that you don't understand or that you're not comfortable with uh, in a in a in a real partnership you have the ability to challenge that mm-hmm. and say hmm I'm, I'm not sure I, I understand that I don't understand that or I'm not comfortable with that uh, is that absolutely necessary are there other options of things that can be done other than this particular prescribed that's part of being in a partnership that's like a husband and wife at the end of the day though I say that my wife is actually the boss. But nevertheless, that's another <laughs> show for another time. Uh, but in a true partnership, you know. Well, you, Anita's on the line <laughs> with us right
0: now, as a matter of fact.
1: <laughs> hey, honey, I love you. And so, uh, but but in a real, true, genuine partnership, you should be able to respectfully question or challenge things that may be presented to you. Because, again, ultimately, you want to uh, have an individual who mentally and emotionally has bought into whatever comes out of that relationship so that then they are in engaged, and they take ownership of that situation.
0: Take us again to Proverbs, Proverbs
1: 9-11. To set up Proverbs nine eleven, which talks about wisdom, uh, we want to be reminded that all true medical wisdom comes from God and that he made our bodies, he knows how they work, and basically he understands how to fix them. And so Proverbs nine eleven kind of helps us with this. It says, through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life one of the many ways this scripture comes to life and speaks to us or should speak to us is through medical wisdom and because of of good doctors Doctors are basically being equipped with godly wisdom, whether they embrace that or whether they acknowledge that again, the knowledge and the science that they are uh, and the practices of science that came from a higher source of intelligence. So it speaks to the very point that though, you know, we are living in a fallen world that has been impacted by sin, medicine, nutrition, exercise, all of these particular schools of thought and discipline involve wisdom of what can affect the body in a positive way and we need to be able to engage in that and accept that and understand that and understand that that came from a higher creative source and that is God.
0: Have you encountered people who create this dichotomy between prayer and going to the doctor? They they treat it as two separate things?
1: Yeah, you know, there it's been a long time, but you know, there has been some religious camps that absolutely, you know, forbid and forbade people from going to see a physician. You know, we are only going to pray and we're going to anchor ourselves in prayer. And you know, we, we didn't have really great outcomes from those type of scenarios where there were very simple things that, if they simply, you know, abided by from a medical perspective, would have easily taken care of uh, health related issues. But because of the idea that prayer is the absolute instrument, from a spiritual perspective and prayer is important and prayer is biblical and scriptural but at the end of the day the Bible says that faith without works mm-hmm. is dead and so uh, the Bible also tells us that we should watch as well as pray so we need to be doing something in conjunction with our prayer life yeah. and actuating some things on our behalf so
0: many times a doctor is the answer to and, prayer
1: and in many cases that answer is sitting right there in front of us and and somehow we have allowed that doctor. Dichotomy of thought to block the blessing that God is trying to send to us through that pathway of medical care. And along with that, you know, prayers for healing should be connected. With prayers for wisdom, when particularly when we read throughout the Old Testament, you know the 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 book of Solomon talks about the wisdom of God, hmm. you know, and you know one of the wisest men on the planet Earth was yeah. King Solomon. The uh-huh. Bible says he made a lot of bad mistakes, obviously yeah.
0: didn't but, protect him fully. Yeah, but.
1: <laughs> but the Bible says he was the wisest man on Earth. So when we talk about wisdom, uh, for good counsel and for the best way to improve our situation, that needs to be included in our prayer as well for healing and health and recovery. Wisdom for the right doctors. Wisdom for the uh, right relationships. Wisdom for us to make the right lifestyle changes. How about that at the end of the day? Uh, I'll say this. I've seen many, many believers who were praying for God's divine intervention, but they violated so many natural laws. They weren't
0: willing to do what they had to do. Right,
1: and at the end of the day, you've got some skin in the game. And, you know, we don't want to hear that sometimes. You know, uh, I've seen, uh, I've been uh, at dinner sessions with individuals that that their plate were, was overflowing, and they would and they would rebuke the calories out the food. Oh. And at the end of the day, I was like, "Well, no, you're gonna have to get on a treadmill, buddy. You know, you're gonna have to do some other things physically." And so the scripture that comes to mind is that, uh, "Don't we know that our bodies has been bought with a price? That they don't belong to us; that they belong to God. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit." And I use this analogy all the time. Wayne, in some cases, we take better care of our houses and our automobiles uh-huh. then we do the temple that the Holy Spirit yeah. lives in. There now a, you're
0: now you're preaching. <laughs> there was a sign
1: outside of the San Diego Zoo, I don't know if it's still there, that basically said, please, out over the concession stand, that said, please do not feed this to the animals because huh. it could be harmful to their diet. And the Spirit of God said this to me. He said, if it's not good for the gorilla, <laughs> if it's not good for the orangutan, if it's not good for, you know, probably it's not good for me either. And so, you know, we, we have this disconnect sometimes that we want spiritual intervention to just take, take place from a divine perspective, but we don't want to do our part to help we, God.
0: We, take some personal resp- we need to take some personal responsibility.
1: And I believe that God is, is holding us accountable, and he wants us to hold each other accountable. And so understanding at the end of the day, yes, we should pray, and yes, prayer is useful, but there needs to be corresponding and correlating action to go along with that. Which
0: tells me we need to listen to what our doctors tell us.
1: Well, we need to go to the table. First and foremost, I know individuals who think that they're doctors. <laughs> you know, they, they, they don't consciously think that, but they think that they know better. Well, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about or she doesn't know what she's talking about. I've had individuals who have asked me to pray against the very thing that their doctor sat down and shared with them. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. We're going to pray that the wisdom of God, in in context of what your doctor has suggested to you, now becomes part of the process of your healing and your recovery. And now we are going to be obedient— to the Spirit of God in doing our part. So it's important.
0: Well, this has been such an enriching conversation for me, a helpful reminder to me of the, the God provision of doctors in our lives and all healthcare professionals who serve us so well. We have a free resource called How God Works Through Doctors. You can download this at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We hope you'll make use of this. Take a look at it, and if it's helpful to you, maybe you want to share it with others as well. You have our permission to do that. You have our encouragement to do that. How God Works Through Doctors, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, uh, another agency that God uses is the church. And sometimes the church uh, isn't as involved in cancer care ministries. We would like to see them involved, and you, you're doing something about that.
1: Well, you know, I have been, for lack of a better word, on a mission and on a calling and a response that I believe God dropped in my heart <laughs> You know, well over 15 years ago, and that was to challenge the local church to get involved and be engaged with healthcare as an emphasis of ministry. A member of the partnership team. That's exactly correct. At the end of the day, uh, we are part. We should be part of that discussion, that dialogue, and that application. The problem has been that the local church was not equipped to actively or even uh, conscientiously engage in that partnership. And so uh, we created a leadership network of Our Journey of Hope that basically is uh, providing, first and foremost, relationship and resources to the faith community, spiritual leaders, pastors, uh, lay leaders, and etc. with information that will allow you to allow them to be part of this conversation. But not randomly and not haphazardly. There are specific things that that has uh, been understood that we've learned, that I have participated in from a healthcare perspective that we now have put into resources that will be Uh, made available training opportunities uh, for pastors and churches to start health care ministries and cancer care ministries through what we call the Our Journey of Hope Leaders Network. It's free to sign up. We have Close to 27,000 members worldwide, and we want every church and every pastor, minimally, to receive our free monthly e-newsletter and make available to them some of the online resources.
0: And the doctors we've been talking about today and the healthcare professionals you work with, they're very much enthusiastically behind this, aren't they?
1: They are at the end of the day because, again, many physicians uh, are hearing from their patients how important their spirituality and their faith is to them. And so, with that, they want those individuals to be nurtured when they go back home encouraged back home, but around good health care practices. And so pastors and spiritual leaders can help endorse And encourage individuals when they go home and back to their local church to begin to think about healthy living, healthy lifestyles, and begin to focus in on health as well as spirituality right in their local church.
0: Well, here's what you can do. If you are a pastor or a church leader and you want to sign up for the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network, go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and right there you can sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network and learn more about this and receive the resources that are available to you. Uh, I really hope you'll do that today, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that's also where you get the free resource we're offering, How God Works Through Doctors.
1: So let me close with this, and this is a very important topic, and, and thank you for those that have tuned in and listened. I want to leave you with one really big thought. Proverbs 20 and 7 basically says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God, no doubt. But remember this, when people despise doctors, they They can get in trouble medically. But when people put all of their trust and hope in doctors, they can get in trouble spiritually. We should honor our doctors, but ultimately we know God is bigger than anything. When it comes to medicine, we pray for wisdom, we pray for our doctors but we put our trust in God.
0: Well, that's a good word. Percy, thank you. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, God bless you. Thanks for this topic today.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure. And you know, with this subject alone, I got to go get my axe. I got a lot of wood to chop. (laughs) All
0: right. We're going to do it alongside you. All right. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.